Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber and today I'm very excited to share an episode with you that I did with my client from the most recent From Dating to Exclusive program and she's coming on to share a little bit about how she went from dating to exclusive and what that process was like for her. Before we get into that, I want to let you know that we have just about a week and a half before we get started with the next group. So if you haven't already heard, I have a four month coaching program where I help women go from dating to exclusive and completely change the way that you date and help you create a relationship where you have all of the five elements with that person. So friendship, chemistry, growth, respect, and similar vision and values. One thing that's really important to mention, if it is something that you're considering, and a big reason why I have my clients come onto the podcast and share their story with you, is everybody starts out not believing in themselves. Like, that's the whole point of why I'm here, (laughs) to help you. So if you're in a place where you're thinking you do want a relationship and you would think it's amazing to actually create that result and you want to learn how to go from dating to exclusive without overthinking everything and for it to just be really simple, but you're kind of lacking in your belief to do that, that is why I have the program. The purpose of the program is to make things different, not only in your experience of dating, but also in your belief in yourself to be able to create the relationship that you want. So if you're ready to do that together, check out the link in the show notes and you can learn more about coaching there. Also, I have two free gifts to offer you. One is my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. And the other one is a free 15-minute coaching session. So if you would like to have either of those, The link for those are in the bio of my Instagram page, and my Instagram is just my first and last name, Amber Gruppenman. Alrighty, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today, and I'm really excited for the topics that we're going to dive into today. Thank you so much for joining me. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I'm really enjoyed our time working together. So I'm excited to reflect upon that today with you. Yeah, absolutely. And me too. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just start with where you were when we first met. What was your dating history, like your most recent dating history? And what was the mindset that you were in? And like, ultimately, what led you to joining the program? Mm -hmm. So I had been in a, a long-term relationship and then once that ended I had been having like a series of shorter term things that weren't really defined I wasn't really in a place where I was clear on what they were because I wasn't articulating that or asking that so I think when those things did ultimately end or when the other person couldn't really deliver what I was looking for it, it really made me feel like I was doing something wrong. Um, or I think the, the even harder thought was if I'm, if I'm not doing something wrong and you can't tell me a fix for what I'm doing wrong, then, mm. then there may be inherently something wrong with me. 
which is very hard to have and not an inspiring thought to have going into a date. Yeah. And how long had you been single after this long-term relationship? I had had a short, a shorter term boyfriend after that. It was about like eight months. And then after that, it was just like a series of three or four months here and there for about maybe two years. Yeah. So it started to accumulate like this feeling that something was going wrong. And so during our first session, we were exploring this idea that maybe nothing has gone wrong. And how, so actually what I'm really curious to know is how did you feel about paying somebody to tell you that everything's fine? (laughs) How did that feel to hear that initially? I, I actually, so I think initially I didn't even know I was having that thought. Hmm. I really didn't. Um, so, so even though you, you had said like, oh, you're, maybe you're not doing anything wrong and maybe there isn't like a fix for it. Um, it did feel really good to just notice that I was having that thought. Um, I think I, like, it actually made me really emotional when you first said it and it's just something I, yeah, I wasn't aware that that was there. And yeah, I guess that just having someone pointed out, and then validate that maybe you're not doing anything wrong was actually very reassuring in a way. Yeah. So with the mindset, nothing has gone wrong. It doesn't mean that nothing is a challenge or that there aren't shifts to make or that you don't want a different result. It just means that when we're looking at our thoughts and our mindset, we're not necessarily looking at, is this true we're looking at how does it feel to think this and how does it affect my dating going forward. So if you are carrying the past with you and thinking about dating experiences that didn't work and carrying all of that with you in the form of the thought, my life is off track, something's going wrong, I'm not doing this right, something's wrong with me, then that's going to give you a really heavy negative energy. And then, of course, that affects the way that you date and how intense dating feels. So a big part of that is like letting go of those past experiences and not using them to try and create like an image or a story about how dating has turned out for us so far. Um, And you're the perfect example of having those experiences and then having a completely different experience moving forward. Mm. Um, Yeah, so it felt relieving to kind of hear that initially. And then how do you feel like that affected you going forward as you continue to date? Yeah, I think it made me more open um, to different dating experiences. Like I really kind of got in the mindset of like when I would – go out and about like oh are these potential dates like I mean I would see people in public and then just being a little bit more open to different people when I was looking at online dating and then also I guess I guess just being more confident in asking for certain things because I think before I'd held back on asking for exclusivity because I think the the mindset there was the answer would be no anyway. So mm-hmm. what's the point of asking? 
So I think shifting that mindset to really think like this could work and I do need to put in some work, but this could go well. And believing that made me more confident in moving forward. Yeah. So what were some of those examples of conversations that you had to bring up? So one example is exclusivity. Mm -hmm. Um, Even before that, what were some of the more uncomfortable conversations that you brought up early in the stages of dating? Yeah, I think the the big one was really allowing myself to admit that that I want a long-term relationship and that's something I'm seeking and that I would hope that any dating experience moving forward has the potential to be that future life partner. So that was something that was really scary for me, I think, to admit to myself and then to also bring up to another person. So that was definitely one of the big conversations. Yeah. And how did that go with the person that you're dating now? Yeah, it, it was, it was really nice because he was very receptive and we, we both kind of talked about how it's, it's easy to get caught up in finalities. So it's easy to think like, okay, like if I agree to go on a second date, then what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And instead we really agreed to just kind of take it one step at a time, see if it felt like something we wanted to continue exploring together. And then from there, then checking in and seeing how things were going. Um, and then just also like making it clear to him that what I would want moving forward would be something serious and making sure he was open to that idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how did it then come up for you to ask for exclusivity? How did you know that you were ready for that? And how did that conversation work between the two of you? Yeah. So that was something that I think we had talked about on some of our one-on-one calls where kind of just like reviewed the five elements and saw that they were all fitting and they were all feeling really good. And the connection was moving in a way that I wanted and feeling aligned. So, so then I, I did just kind of bring up the idea that, that I wasn't looking to see anyone else. And I think you gave me the prompt of just like, how do you feel about that? Mm -hmm. And that was really nice because it, he had a lot of questions, but I think it was really clarifying to what, what that meant for both of us. Yeah. How did you feel when he asked you questions? Like, did you get nervous? Like, oh my gosh, he's not immediately saying yes. Or (laughs) how did you handle that when that came up? Yeah, it, it definitely did strike some nerves, but I think after the fact, like I feel more solid in it because I know that we're on the same page. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think before working with you, I would have just avoided the conversation altogether Mm -hmm. (laughs) or at least been really anxious about exploring those questions and what the idea of exclusivity or only dating each other means to each of us. Mm. And what were some of his questions? I think, I think the main thing was, I honestly, I don't remember. I think it was really like, what does that mean to you? How do you show up for someone in an exclusive connection? Um, Just like, how often do you want to see each other? What does this change about what we're already doing? Mm. And we realized that it was essentially what we were already doing. So just having that agreement together to continue with that. 
Those are great questions. <laughs> great to talk about those things. Yeah. Um, and yeah, one of my favorite little lessons that I learned from my um, former mentor, Dr. Aziz, was there are expectations and there are agreements. Mm-hmm. Expectations are agreements we have with people in our head and agreements are expectations that they've actually agreed to out loud. Yeah. So that's why it's so important to have that conversation. Sometimes you're just on the same page already, like, yeah, let's just date each other. And that's mm-hmm. great. And it moves forward that way. And sometimes there might be more questions about what does that mean for you? And does that change anything? So I think that's really great that you were able to navigate that together. Um, and I think just in general with this person in particular, like, these things come up with anybody that we're dating. They're going to be those uncomfortable conversations and it's such a great opportunity to see how they handle those conversations. And yeah, he was showing up in a really great way for those conversations. And so were you with even bringing them them up. Yeah. I think that we both really just took the time to kind of separate like the outcome and just really talk about it and be honest about what we were thinking and feeling and what it meant. Um, and it was also just clarifying because he actually had stopped seeing other people before I even asked him, but I didn't, I, it's, I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't have asked. So he's yeah. like, Oh yeah. Like I, I thought that's what you wanted. So I wasn't seeing other people, mm-hmm. but just to have that, as you said, agreement was, it was really comforting and just made me feel more secure as I continued to explore the connection with him. Right. And just a perfect example of how until we have that conversation, we don't know. Right? <laughs> so apparently he was exclusive already and you were not sure about <laughs> that. So it is so important to have those conversations. One thing I'm curious about as well is you're now in a relationship. And one thing that was coming up periodically during our work together was your belief in the concept of a relationship in general. Like it's definitely something you've always wanted, but you were kind of doubting that other people want it or that other people can be committed to it or that they can work in general. And of course that's a really huge topic. And I know that's still something that you're like slowly building in your belief, Mm -hmm. but what was your belief initially and how has it evolved so far yeah i think that's well first i think one of our calls you had mentioned the fact that i was having like two opposing beliefs simultaneously because like logically i knew like i want a relationship but there was also part of me that was really resistant to that and i think So it's like, I want a relationship and also I'm afraid of having a relationship and I don't want to put the work in that it takes to have one. So like noticing that I was having those two different thoughts was important. And then, I'm sorry, can you repeat what specifically? (laughs) I don't remember what I'm answering. Uh, So how has your view of relationships changed or evolved over Mm -hmm. the past few months? Yeah, I think I think it's something that still is definitely evolving, but I have taken the time to really this I think is something that you had mentioned, but I also have a friend who had mentioned this when she 
first got engaged and it was like, look to other couples and look to people who inspire you and show you the type of relationship you would want to have. Because I think part of me was thinking if you, if you end up in a relationship like this, then, then things change or you become a different person, which I was afraid of happening. So just looking to couples who I admire and I admire their relationship and I admire how they care for one another was really important. And I also took the time to ask some of those, those couples what benefits they got from being in a relationship. Mm. And it was nice to hear. I think it was easy for me to hear like from the woman's perspective, but I did need reminded from a male perspective that they do crave connection as well. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's a really great example of how to plant a new seed of like something you want to believe. Like you want to believe People want to commit to relationships. Relationships are amazing. You can be in a relationship and be more of yourself and not less of yourself. And Mm -hmm. then you have to water that little seed with evidence. And you just gave two great examples of how to find evidence, like looking at other couples around you who inspire you and asking them questions about their relationship and why they want to be in it and that kind of thing. And I think that's really important because when we first started working together, it seemed like a lot of your beliefs around relationships were partially based on maybe some relationships you've seen in your life. Like um, just in general, people can look at divorced parents or other couples they know where things didn't work out. But also I think for you in particular, it was based on past relationships, like your long-term relationship that did not turn out the way that you had hoped. And then we look at that as like the example for relationships. Um, But that's like, we don't want our past relationship that didn't work out to be our relationship mentor (laughs) going forward. (laughs) Right. So we want to have like new examples and new inspiration from people who have already created what we want And then when we start to pay more attention to that, it starts to shift the way that we think about relationships in general. Mm -hmm. I think there's, there's also a bit of an association in my mind. Like this is what a married couple is like, or this is what it's like to be in a long-term relationship, but just seeing people that, that um, don't go along with that thought who break that and defy that. Um, has been really helpful like oh like you can do it in a different way than maybe what was depicted to me growing up or what was on television (laughs) growing up yes yeah Yeah. and um what I'm curious about is what has the experience been like in this relationship that you're in so you had these associations of what a relationship is like what has it been like in reality with this person so far yeah, things have been really nice. Um, I think that's like a big part of me wants to like be an individual and like have dates that are creative. And that's definitely something that we've been able to do. We've had a lot of really fun dates. I think that he's brought out like a more playful side in me. And then also just like made me feel like like I'm showing up as myself, but I'm showing up as myself in a way that I'm 
having fun and enjoying myself. Mm. Yeah. What are some of the creative dates that you went on? Um, we just had a collage making date. So that was a lot of fun (laughs) and just things like that, like going to like outdoor music things or, um, just doing like fun little art activities or it's like one person draws one line and then the other person adds to it to see what you create together. That Um, is so cute. Right. (laughs) And it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. Or just like being able to ask each other like silly questions or more thoughtful questions and actually take the time to reflect to one another and like show up in that way. Yeah, that's so great. Um, Yeah, I remember I once had an at-home date where we drew portraits of one another (laughs) and um, we did it on my iPad and it like I was crying laughing because the portrait of me was so ugly Um, but yeah those are such great ideas for everybody too so I'm also curious you before you met this person you were kind of not feeling a connection with a lot of people Mm -hmm. and thinking that something has gone wrong with that as well. Um, What do you think it is about this person or this connection that clicked or worked where it wasn't working with other people? Was it something that you changed going forward or was it just about finding somebody that you click with? Yeah, I think it was more the latter. Just finding someone that that I click more with, that we have similar interest and a sense of like a very similar sense of humor and yeah like I I think that maybe that's something I think you reminded me was like it's okay to be like selective or to like only have a smaller friend group and to really feel like a select few people really get you and I think that was something I had to remind myself like that might happen in dating too like it, it makes sense that in order to find someone who I really click with that it's going to take time and that it's worth putting in that time to find someone that that just connects better i suppose yeah i feel like um a lot of us can go on these dates and have them not be a match and we think that something has gone wrong in the process with that um so one thing I actually want to make a separate podcast about this um but I'll mention it here briefly I heard some random statistic somewhere about the chance of somebody that we meet and that we go on a date with being somebody that we end up happily married to and the percent that they gave who knows if it's actually true, but let's just go with it. It was 2%. Okay. So there's like, there's a certain chance of somebody that you go on a date with actually being somebody you marry. And then they're like 50% of marriages are not happy. So that's like, mm-hmm. you know, so doing the math that way. But even if it's 2%, that means like two out of a hundred people are people that you could be happily married to that like you will get married to. So that means, you know, one out of 50 people, And then that's like one date a week. But anyways, um, the point being that that those statistics can actually make you feel pretty optimistic and also make you not feel like anything's going wrong if you date a few people before you meet that one person. Um, And yeah, I feel like it's just so important to kind of come back to the facts of dating. Like 
not the story of, oh my gosh, three dates didn't work out, or oh my gosh, I haven't met somebody I click with, but just kind of coming back to, hey, if I go on a certain number of dates, I will meet somebody that it will work out with. And if it's not working out, well, if you're going on like 50 or 100 dates and it's not working out, then that's where we you want to see like, okay, well, what am I able to tweak and shift in the dynamics and how I show up and um, like, where might I be missing my connections with people? Mm-hmm. But just in general, I do think it's so important to realize like, yeah, like there are just some people that we click with more and some people that we don't. And that doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. Yes. That's, that's, I think it was important for me to remind myself, like, it's okay if it's, if it's not a match for me and it's also okay if, and not to take it personally, if I'm not a match for someone else. And to not let that discourage me from continuing to go on dates and to try to find a person that I click with more easily. Yeah. Great. So is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners today or any advice that you would give your past self from four months ago? I guess just having a thought that it is possible. I think that's, that's a big thing and taking the time daily to really like reflect and set intentions for dates and reflect back upon them to see if another date is really what I want to pursue or not. Because I think I was in a place where I was just like, oh, I guess I'll just go on another date with this person and not really feeling much of a connection, but not really knowing what else to do. So I think that, yeah, just really taking the time to know what you want and to trust, trust your gut, like trust your feelings. and. I think something that you said to me last week was like, trust that you'll have your own back. So knowing that if I take the time to reflect and articulate what I want to someone else, that I'll be okay. Regardless, I'll be okay if they don't respond to that, how I wanted them to, or if they do. And I know that I'll, I'll follow through and do what I know is best for me as well. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's such an important point is to, have your own back no matter what happens out there in dating. Um, And I feel like part of having your own back is how you treat yourself through challenges that can come up in dating. Like if somebody doesn't give us the response that we want, Mm -hmm. but also part of having our own back is staying committed to the goal, no matter what, right? Like not giving up on ourselves and what we want just because somebody wasn't ready for it. Um, Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing everything that you've learned, although I'm sure there's so much more. Um, But I feel like this is really helpful for other people to hear as well. So thank you so much for everything. Yeah, thank you so much for our time together. Absolutely. Absolutely.